It's just too cold to leave it outside. I got uh, Pioneer Ridge today. I got Pioneer Ridge today. Sale by owners of the pictures are like not like they're kind of disorganized. Says do laundry today or be naked tomorrow. <laughs> like you come in, there's like a coat rack they have right here. The furnace is right on the other side of this. Then washer and has a paper dryer on this side, washers on this side, and they have a deep freeze in the back, so you'll probably do the same thing. And the the HVAC is actually zoned. There's uh, it's got one for upstairs and one stairs for downstairs. So, yeah.
funny because we moved and yeah. I thought we were going to be there a long time. Yeah. But at the same time, I never pictured I never pictured us getting old there. I had trouble picturing my kids like being in high school there. Yeah. That would have been terrible. Yep. So I don't know what we're going to, you know, how long we're going to be there. Morning. Thank you. Thank you. Maybe if I had smaller ears, I could hold this thing on better. The Dumbo flaps are a curse. Oh. Uh, anyway. Like so. Springy, you know. So, anyway. No gum in class, right? Unless you have enough to share with everybody. Okay. Ah, so here we are. Spring is nearly upon us. Love is in the air. Happy Valentine's Day. All that. And I celebrated Valentine's Day by watching The Martian last night. So, woo! Really romantic movie. That was really good. So, um, so yeah, here we go. Jesus, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your word to us, for your love for us, and uh, for everything that you are and everything that you've done, everything that you're doing and everything you'll do. God, we just uh, we glorify you for all that you are, God. The, the transcendent glory that, that you are, God. How could we say enough uh, about who you are, about what you are, God, and what it is that you've done in our lives. God, we just we glorify you and we praise you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. <clears throat> so, so I have a, a brief math lesson for you this morning. So I know you guys are going to like that. Uh, two plus two equals Mr. Wilson. Okay. Two plus two. No. Okay. Very good. You get a cookie. All right. So, uh, harken back, if you will, to your elementary school days in, in math class. And uh, 
Does anybody remember what the little alligator-looking symbol means, little alligator mouth? Greater than. Or if you turn it this way, it's less than. Yep. Very good. So, uh, you know, and I, there's probably a bumper sticker or a shirt or something that looks vaguely like this, but, you know, you could, you could talk about God with a, a mathematical equation like that. Like, Jesus greater than... I guess Jesus over here would be greater than everything. It's that simple. You know, I, I was just thinking this week about how God is just bigger than everything. He's greater than everything. You know, Mike and I were uh, talking about that in the van one day, and he's like, what about sin? It's greater than. What about death? It's greater than. What about my problems? He's greater than. Like, what about God? Equal to. So, you got to watch out for him. He's squirrely. And he's not here to defend himself at the moment. But, uh, you know, God is, is bigger. God is greater. And so, regardless of your circumstance, then, he's bigger. You know, like we've got on the chalkboard in there in the kitchen. It's like, don't, don't tell God how big the storm is. Tell the storm how big your God is. Because he is simply that big. And it's easy to say on a nice sunny morning, the ice melting from the cars and, and everything. Uh, when everything seems right with the world, it's easy to say that. But, uh, but we learn that the, the reality of that when, when things are not so easy. And so whether, whether you've got calm blue ocean or crashing waves this morning, uh, either way, I can tell you that God is greater. I can tell you that God is bigger. So go with me to First John, chapter four. <clears throat> I was listening to uh, some Chris Tomlin on the way here this morning, and uh, you know. As far as musical tastes go, different strokes for different folks and all that, Ron and I have gone round and round about country gospel, and eventually I, he converted me to his ways. But, uh, um, you know, the thing is, uh, <clears throat> I was just was listening to this album on the way here, and I was thinking, man, you know, regardless of the, what you think about the style of the music or whatever, if, if you could listen to the CD and not be encouraged, then... I don't know what to tell you. You're not listening to it then. You're not, you're not listening to it right. You're not paying any attention to it. It's, it's amazing. And, uh, you know, it's just every song on this CD talks about how God is greater and, and how uh, he's, he's just he's the king of everything. And, he, you know, he talks about the, you know, about the cross where, where his love ran red and, and our sins were washed white. And... Uh, uh, it's uh, Chris Tomlin, uh, uh, Love Ran Red. Uh, highly recommend that album. It's amazing. So, you know, I've been very busy this week and uh, not <clears throat> made enough time to, to really spend in prayer. I was feeling rather dried out this morning and, and tired and stressed. And as being busy will we'll do to you, uh, as Jeff would tell you, rather stressful to be chasing your tail all the time. But uh, um, I just I felt really refreshed, you know, listening to that on the way here. 
if you haven't heard, I'm really busy because we're trying to buy a house following Mike and Sarah as we do, keeping up with the Joneses. They have children, we have children. They move, we move. We move, they move. And so the realtor came to my house and looked at it and and he said, "You, you need to paint this, you need to get rid of all of this. And, and I had been thinking we needed to get rid of all of this. But, uh, you know, as, uh, you know, the longer you're married, uh, the more you rub off on each other. Next weekend is Cynthia and I's 17th anniversary. Yes, we are that old. And uh, uh, she was not a child bride, quite. And, uh, but, you know, uh, she liked to hang on to everything. And I was... I am more of the mind of credit. And uh, and so over the years, we kind of met in the middle. And so now I have this basement full of things. And like, well, I don't know. I mean, I hate to just throw it out because somebody could use it. But it would be so much easier to just throw it away. So, so if, if, you're, if you are in the market for uh, children's items or clothing or some such, come come see me. But uh, anyway, so God is greater than. He's greater than than everything. So, First uh, John, chapter four, <clears throat> and we'll start in verse one. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. So then, not everybody that that talks about God then has as a reality to the things that they're saying and uh, um, and so you know I, I always read over this when I was younger and I thought it seemed like a rather spooky kind of verse it's like try the spirit how do I do that you know and uh, um, and, and, he, and he gives you some criteria here he says hereby you know the spirit of God Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God, and every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. So, so there's a there's a good criteria, and uh, uh, I know if you've grown up around here, then you've you've all heard uh, about the critical difference that you find here between the King James and the NIV, because it says that Jesus Christ was come in the flesh in the NIV. What the King James says is, and back the Young Literal says is, and so uh, there's a, a an important difference. Um, my my second grader could probably tell you the difference between was and is. You know, like you know, I believe he is. Others just think he was. So you know, I don't think anybody would argue with you that that Jesus was, that Jesus came as in a physical form, he lived on the earth, and he died on the cross, and and all that. I don't think anybody would argue with you about that, but but that's not what he's saying here. He says that he is come in the flesh, because Jesus said that the kingdom of God is within you. It doesn't come with observation. It doesn't come with outward show. It's inside you. And so he said, you know, if, if, if any man will open up, then I'll come in. I'll make my abode with him. So, so he's talking about something more than than uh, what people call the advent. He's he's talking about uh, coming to live with you. 
The book of Revelation says that the tabernacle of God is with men. The dwelling place of God is with men. And so, uh, you know, I, I go preach at the old folks' home once a month. And today is my day. And, uh, you know, I, uh, I've, I've, you know, being there, you know, makes me think of, of how we, so much of Christianity treats God and treats going to church like going to visit Dad at the old folks' home. It's like, well, I, I went and saw him for a couple hours. You know, it's like my, my grandma's in the old folks' home, and I regret to say it's been about 11 months since I actually saw her there. I've seen her at my parents' house a few times, but uh, hard to make time to go, and honestly, she wouldn't remember if I was there or not. But, uh, but you know, we go, and, and we think, well, I, I, I went to church, and, uh, and, then, uh, and then I went home. And so I've, I've, I've done my thing, you know, and... Um, you know, in, in Western culture, that's kind of what we do, you know. And I am all for not living with your parents, having your parents live with you. I think that's a great thing. And I, I got married really young and kind of suddenly, and and I thought I, I faced the very real possibility of living with my parents while I was married. And uh, so of, of Cynthia and I living in my parents' basement, and I thought, dear God, no. You know, and and uh, you know, uh, and I I think to some extent that's uh, is kind of a Western thing, but you know, uh, you, you know, you see in uh, in in a lot of uh, Eastern cultures the 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 nuclear family, you know, where it's it's more the extended family. It's like you know, grandpa comes down to breakfast every morning and tells you the same old joke that he told you yesterday and and last week and like. And did I ever tell you about the time? No, Grandpa, tell me again. You know, and uh, I always thought it would be great to have a Grandpa, so I threw that in there. I really didn't have one, but uh, um, you know, the so uh, we often, you know, we often kind of treat God like that, you know, uh, in Christianity. And the thing is, is God doesn't want to live in this place where you come visit him a couple times a week at best and and then the rest of the time you know you're off doing your own thing he wants to live at your house and and you all know that this is nothing new to you guys and so uh so but he's come in the flesh so he 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 wants us to understand that i am with you wherever you go you you take me with you if you if you invite me in then i take up residence and uh, where you go, I go, and uh, and that's a great thing. There's all kinds of things uh, about God living inside you that is simply genius. So much better than uh, a law of commandments on the outside to have a GPS inside the the God positioning system. Like you know, you're you are drifting. You know, like if you ever, you know, you hear the voice of God in your head recalculating. You know, so, you know, or you know, I, I think lots of times that God, God is telling us, okay, make a U-turn at the nearest possible place. You know, you know but but you know, He said that He would be that voice behind us that says, "This is the way, walk in it." So so then, that that's far better than having this big book of contingencies to memorize. It's like, well, if A, then B. Like, well, how about 
and how about you not worry about that, and I'll just tell you what to do. I'll tell you where to go. And so God is a genius. And, and so, you know, the book of Hebrews delves into that particular aspect of, of the indwelling a lot because everything about Christ is greater than the Old Covenant. The, 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 the new thing is, is so much better because you had this law on the outside that, that relied on you keeping it, but it was really only intended to diagnose that you needed Him. And so uh, to just have this once and for all sacrifice and to have access to Him is far greater than uh, the blood of bulls and goats. The, the, the real thing is always better than the types and the shadows. So it's interesting because here in verse 3 he says, Every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ has come to flesh is not of God. And, you know, I, I went to school with this, this girl uh, that uh, uh, she, she went to the Catholic Church. And uh, we were talking about the Lord one day at work in the uh, evening after school. And, and she said something really untoward. And... Uh, 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 Mike said to her, "So, don't you know? Don't don't you know that God hears the things that you say? He, he hears what you're thinking." And she said, "Well, he only he only hears me if I'm talking to him." What? <laughs> so how how would he know then that you're going to say something to him if he's not already listening? <laughs> you know, it's like, right? You know, it's like uh, it's like children. They they they. They throw out their paragraph to you about four times before you realize they're actually that you're not even listening and they're talking to you. It's like, oh, it's like now say now get my attention next time and then tell me that again. But then of course you get mum, mummy, mama, mummy, you know, and and of course how many of you know that that's bad. I, I think there's kind of a, a limit there of how many of those you can take. Hey, Dad, 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 Dad. Poke, poke, prod, prod. You know, fortunately for us, God is far wiser than that in his dealings with us. And so he's always listening. He's always paying attention. And he's always there. So, uh, you know, I thought that was interesting, though, that to, to think that he's he's not listening that's it's, that's so backwards from what the Word of God says. Every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof you have heard that it should come, and even now it's already in the world. So he refers to this, this teaching that you find in, in Paul's epistles about the, the man of sin and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but he And he talks about the spirit of Antichrist, which literally just means the adversary of the Messiah then. So this is you know, everything that is Christ. This is anti-Christ. This is against it. And so, uh, uh, but he says, and so, yes, you've heard that this is to come, but I can tell you that it's already here and, and that, it's, that you can find it everywhere you go. And, and you see that if you ever watch the news. You see that if you uh, happen to go by the TV when it's on. I was working in someone's house this week, and they weren't home, and they left their TV on uh, 
for whatever reason. And uh, uh, they were actually recording on the DVR uh, this uh, soap opera. Daytime TV, you know, and I thought, I, I'm trying to work, and I didn't want to bother their TV, you know. I probably could have turned it off and turned it back on before I left, but uh, I, I was, it was on in a different room from where I was working, but I kept having to go by there, and I just thought, man, you know, like, what, you know, this is, I can't believe they put this stuff on TV in the daytime when little kids are home, like preschool kids are home watching TV. Uh, but, you know, so everywhere you go, you you see these things. I, I read this article in the the BBC this week about they've got this big iconic show, kind of like the Good Morning America or what, or one of those type of things uh, called BBC Breakfast. And I guess being the anchor of this show is a really big deal. And so their anchor man retired, and they replaced him with this guy who the article labeled as a creationist. And uh, you know, I, you know, I understand a lot of of, of people that, that believe creation talk about it in terms of a literal six days, seven days, that kind of thing. And you know, the Bible doesn't really specify. It could have been seven thousand years. It could have been seven days. You know, and it doesn't tell you how long Adam was in the garden. There's all kinds of question marks there. But this guy was assuming this this literal seven day thing and he and he referred to the belief in creation as fact allergic. And I thought, wow. It's like and he's like, this is a completely untenable position and I thought, man, I kinda if I could have backed away from this guy any further, you know, it's like the guy's going to be incinerated. You know, but but you see that everywhere you go. You know, and th- this guy that was writing this article even claimed that he was a Christian and that he that he would hope that that his that his beliefs and his right to express them would be protected, just like this guy. But he's like, but this guy is has this job where fact is is key, and so you know how can he do this stuff and just throw out all these scientific things? And so you see that that spirit of antichrist. Everywhere. I mean, just go to Lawrence this afternoon after church, and just watch people, and, and you just you see how it's just everywhere. But Jesus is greater than. So, so what we have then is something bigger, something better, and Here we go, chapter, uh, verse 4. You are of God, little children, and you've overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You know, and this, this word world is you know, just what you think, what I, what I think of when the Bible talks about the world. This just this total aggregate, this collection of, of the, the, the love of the world, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, the... At all every earthly accomplishment and um, establishment, all that stuff, says that you have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than all that. So uh, uh, the Bible says that uh, uh, that Jesus is the, uh, that he has the preeminence and that he's the firstborn of all creation. And that word firstborn, you know, I think we've talked about that before. 
it doesn't just mean first in order, it means first in importance. Mm -hmm. So you can be first and, and be saving the best for last. You know, when you go to a concert, the headliner doesn't come out first. The headliner comes out at the end. You know, you're there, the, the guy that opens the show probably doesn't have his band with him, and you probably never heard of him. But, uh, so, so he's first, but he's not first. So he's not, he's not who you're there to see. So, so Jesus then is, he's the first of creation, but he's also the first of creation. So he's the, that preeminent, transcendent, bigger than everything, better than everything, my dad can beat up your dad God. Um, and so, uh, you know, sometimes when you, you hear the things that the uh, intelligentsia has to say, it just makes you want to pull your hair out and scream and think, you know, my dad could beat up your dad. My dad made your dad. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, it's like you're, you're, you're talking about the God, very God in whose hand your breath is. And and you know uh, one day you'll you'll see him and and like it or not you you will bow you know and so uh, I I hate to think of them coming to that day and having to do it then you know having not done it before you know it's uh, you know because this isn't a we're smarter than you we're better than you kind of thing this is you know we we overcome. Everything that's in the world because He lives in us. The Bible said that it was the mystery hid down through the ages that has been revealed to us uh, that uh, that Christ would come and live in us. Christ in you, the hope of glory. So uh, rather than have have this this God in one place, then He He spreads Himself out all over the place in His people, and He's where you are, He is, and so. Uh, he's just everywhere. They're of the world, therefore they speak of the world, and the world hears them. We're of God, and he that knows God hears us. He that is not God hears not us. And hereby we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. So that's pretty narrow. I like that. Kind of like Paul. You know, If anybody comes and preaches to you anything else other than what I preach to you, let him be accursed. If I come back and tell you something different than what I already told you, let me be accursed. Because this is the absolute truth. And so, so John, is, is he's saying that same kind of thing. If, if you know God, then you're going to understand that what I'm saying is real. You're going to hear the voice of God in, in my words. Because it's, it's not me talking, it's God talking. So, but you've got to have that spirit of God to, to, to hear that. So, so it's a narrow thing then. Beloved, let us love one another, for, for love is of God, and everyone that loves is born of God and knows God. He that loves not knows not God, for God is love. Everybody knows that verse. God is love. You know, the Bible says that... Uh, that these three uh, abide, faith, hope, and love, charity. It's the same word. It's the, it's the agape, the, the God love here. Same word in both places. It says that now abide these three, faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. So God is, he's bigger even than faith. He's bigger than hope. 
because he is those things to us. But they are all based on the fact that he is love. And so, uh, no matter, you know, no matter what kind of thing comes against you, no matter what sort of thought occurs to you on an ordinary day, it's Tuesday afternoon, you're just tootling along doing your own thing and you get this thought, it's like, you know, God's not happy with you. Like, about what? Well, I, I, I really don't want to say. I, I don't know. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, although I already am. You know, like, no, because God is greater than all that stuff and my hope is in Him and my, my faith is in Him and I know that He loves me. And so if he's unhappy with something, then I'm certain that he will tell me. And and we'll just get on down the road. Again, my, my pet subject, i got to throw that in every chance I get. So, so then, so God is love. And love is greater than everything else. You know, uh, uh, love is stronger than death. And it's... Uh, what what, you, what else do you say about their words? Just sort of fall short of how much greater than God is to everything. And uh, he says, "In this was manifested the love of God toward us, because God sent His only begotten Son in the world that we might live through Him." So. You know, if he sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him, then he, he probably is looking for some excuse to just let me die. He's probably going to let me get out there and then like back away from me, like uh, like David did with Uriah, and and just let me fall. Probably, no, no. You know, and and it's it's I don't know. I just I always find myself coming back to that because it's so easy to fall into that thinking. You know, and and uh, the more so as there, you just everywhere you go, there is this sense of anxiety and and despair. You can feel it everywhere you go. And uh, um, but but this is like a shield against that that sense of despair. Like you know, I I want these people to 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 know what I know, and I want them to see what I see, and and I know that that's going to take. You doing something in me, God. But uh, I know I have nothing to fear, and I know I have nothing to be in despair about because you love me. You know, it's like what's that old song? To be loved. Oh, what a feeling to be loved. You know, there is just nothing better than having somebody love you. Herein is love, not that we loved God but that He loved us. And He sent His Son to be propitiation for our sins. It's like, it's like when you, you, you see that, that pretty girl in the hall at school and, and you think, wow. And so she, she's oblivious. And, and you have this obsession growing. And, and so you're, you're thinking like little notes with uh, candy and and, and things you're, you're you're plotting this stuff out and you're stalking her really, and, and uh, 
Okay, this is what I did. I'm sorry. Oh. This is what I did in school. I just never had the guts to actually approach anyone because I grew up around no girls. And so to me, the idea of actually talking to a female that was not an adult was terrifying and mysterious. When I was about 16, and or 15 or 16, I, I, I worked with some of the girls that I went to school with. I discovered that you could talk about some of the same things and because they were people. <laughs> Who knew? You know? So... Um, But but so you have this sense of you know like you, you know like you you hear the the music playing every time she walks by and your vision gets cloudy and you know she walks by you you know and she still has no idea you know and then and then you bring it on her and hopefully she doesn't run in terror but you know God. He loves us before we ever know Him, before we've ever encountered Him that we know of, and 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 He He just He plans this thing out like it's like you just it's like you know meet me at the park at seven, like your secret admirer. You know you show up and there's there's rose petals and chocolate and you know Michael Bublé playing softly in the background. You know. <laughs> no. Red cheer, maybe I don't know, whatever tickles your fancy. But so, so you know, he chose you, and and he loved you, and his love is greater than everything else. And and there's there's just simply nothing greater. And uh, and so, of course, we get the opportunity then to choose him back, and because there's nothing. Quite like having, you know, declaring this undying love for someone and then having them reciprocate it back to you. That's a good feeling. And uh, I, I suppose the other way would not be so pleasant. But um, and, and so, so I can tell you that it touches the heart of God when you, when you return that love to Him. You know, and and it's not something I think that. Uh, you just immediately fall into this just you know crazy thing. I think you know we you get to know him and you just can't help but love him. You know, uh, sometimes I think love can be kind of like I don't know. There's this band I grew up listening to, and they're not particularly amazing or anything. They're just there's something about them I just really like. And no matter how old I get, no matter how long I listen to them, I just can't get tired of it. You know, and I can't explain it. It makes no sense. I just like it. And sometimes I think love is like that. It's like, why do you love me? Well, uh, lots of things. Like what? Um, really pretty. You know, I don't know. How I've managed to stay married 17 years is beyond me. Cynthia has a little, has tall red boots and she flies. So, but uh, anyway, 
Here in his love, not that we love God, but that he loved us. And he sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. I love that word, propitiation. It's a good word. It's fun to say. Uh, it's not exactly something that we use much in modern English. But uh, this word in the, in the Greek translation of the Old Testament, this is the word that they used for the mercy seat. So... Herein is love. Not that we love God, but that He loved us. And He sent His Son to be the mercy seat for our sins. So He became that place where all your sins just vanish. And, and you, you bring that stuff to Him. And, uh, and he, he washes it away and He consumes it. You, those things, those offerings that you bring to God, those things that, uh, that you want out of you that you bring to Him, it's just he leaves nothing but a pile of ash, and uh, and and your life is better for it. So his you know, his his love is just greater than, and and it's it's bigger than, greater than, and so everything about God that is bigger than your your problems is bigger than your fears, he's bigger than your sin, he's bigger than death, he's bigger than anything and everything and all the stuff in between. And and the thing the reason that he is greater than all those things is because God is love. And and that love is to you and for you and uh, and he is just delighted to to have you accept his invitation. To love with him, Jesus. We just we thank you for this word. We thank you for your love to us, God. It's uh, beyond what we could express, God. That uh, that you would love us like this, God, and that you would uh, fortify us uh, for life in uh, in this world, God. Not of the world, but we're in it, and that you would fortify us with this love. That you would fortify us with this. Strengthening, God, that your presence inside of us is greater than anything that we could ever encounter, greater than anything we could ever need. God, we just we thank you. We praise you, God, and we just return to you today that, that love that you have poured out on us. God, we are grateful for it. In the name of Jesus. God, now have your way today in this service. God, I pray that your presence would have preeminence and sway and perfect liberty in this place. God, to do exactly what you want to do. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.